Welcome, friends, to random number 134. That's right. We've done 134 of these dang episodes. We're creeping up on our three-year anniversary. I think that's in about a month, but I'm Ox. Of course, you know that. That's Luke over there. We're going to be telling you about the latest and greatest you should be watching. Maybe some you should be avoiding. But for this week, we're going to be talking X-Files. Yeah, we're going all the way back to the beginning, and we're going to start watching some X-Files. Uh, from there, we're going to be talking Lock and Key. I read the first volume and watched the first couple episodes. Luke's got a little further. Um, we'll probably be wrapping the series up next week, but we're going we're gonna to get our first taste of it, and then we're going to be talking Birds of Prey at the end. So if you're looking for avoiding spoilers, that's the order we're going to be doing things. So with all that said, is there anything you want to talk about prior to that, like Oscar nominations, Parasite rocking it, rightfully so, even though we haven't seen it yet. <laughs> That's I'm like, what do you think? About? I mean, it's, I'm sure it's good. I don't know, man. Like, I like his movies, but I don't love them like everyone else seems to. I'm uh, sure it's fine. I'm just, I just appreciate that it won over Joker. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck Joker. Did you see the video of the guy freaking the fuck out on the internet? Oh, for sure. <laughs> i like that the big story all day has been like he won four oscars like and it seems like it's well deserved i'm sure we're going to be watching parasite in the next coming weeks or something like that but yeah um, i've just been waiting for it to go to rental instead of buy on prime literally yeah. all i've been waiting for um and like everybody's freaking out because he's the first person that's ever won four oscars i think disney did it back in like the 90s um one year but, like, oh, I was like, fuck that. I mean, good story. People gravitate to great stories. So, I've heard nothing praised for it. So, I'm excited to see it. And plus, we have watched his other movies and really enjoy them. Like, I really like Train to Busan. I don't think you do necessarily, but. He didn't direct um, Train to Busan. You're being racist again. No, but I'm saying, like, everybody's uh, discussing, like, the, the Korean South films. Korean. Yeah. And, like, nobody gives them the time of the day. I was like, no, I mean, there's some really great ones out there that, like, people have been checking out. And, I mean, Netflix is pretty pivotal to, like, bringing them to the mainstream a little bit more. So, so. Yeah. Good on I all mean, of them like, around. I tried getting you to watch fucking South Korean horror films, but you're like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm a big baby. I love South Korean horror films. I watch them all the time. They're really Yeah? Good. No. No, never pretty. Yeah, up. no. I mean, South Korea's always been, <laughs> you know, like South Korea has always been like, I don't know. It's when I was in my like foreign Asian film like journey back. It was like a lot of <laughs> South Korean film and some of the newer stuff too. But like, uh, you know, I've seen all of, or I've seen almost all of his movies. I think I've seen. Uh, obviously, Okja and Snowpiercer and Memories of a Murderer and The Host and, you know, uh, Park Chan-wook and The Old Boy and The Vengeance Trilogy and Tale of Two Sisters. And uh, we watched The Good, The Bad and The Weird a couple years ago. Like, South Korean film is dope. Like, they oh, yeah, are really cool. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, if you haven't branched out yet, I highly suggest checking out a bunch of them that he just listed for sure um i suppose from there 
let's talk some X-Files. Uh, I only got two episodes deep, and I realized I'm very leery about this whole thing. Are you worried about committing <laughs> to 218 episodes of this? No, I have no problem with that aspect of it. I have a problem with the show itself. Um, oh, yeah? Is it too spooky for you? No, not yet. But I feel like it, there's going to be very strong episodes for that impact. Because they don't um, get, like, I'm used to, like, these scientific shows. Like, oh, yeah, that's obviously how it's explained. And, like, these first two episodes are like, we don't fucking know what happened. But that's the shit. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I so, don't like where this is going in the least, but uh, yeah, I figured it, it was going to be the different dichotomy, like the company would be the uh, straight-laced one. And, nope. I fucking love the way they play off each other. And he, he's just like, yeah, I know you're going to fuck me over, but fuck it. I got some shit to resolve, so. Yeah, he's like, I got to find out. <laughs> you got to do this, Kelly. Oh. <sighs> I am not, I am super not ready for it, but also at the same time, I'm like, I'm really enjoying those first two episodes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm so well, ready to good. dive more into it. I don't know why you're a baby and only watched two episodes. I watched eight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to pause on it because I didn't know what to expect. So I was like, I'm very leery, so I figured I'd just give you first impressions. So, I'm sure so what you first... want to do eleven a week. Oh, I doable? I don't even know. I I don't know what's doable. <laughs> like, it took me a week to watch the. Like, I would get off work and I would like throw it on in the background and read while an episode or two played every night. And I was just like, "Fuck! I've only watched eight. That's only." That's only a fourth of the first season. I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Plus, there's some... And it's it's like that with any serialized uh, episodic TV show. Like, there's obviously peaks and valleys. But, like, hmm. whew, man, there's already been, like, some of my least favorite episodes in these first ones. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, it's the fucking moon face ghost thing. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Why do I have to watch this again? Oh God, I'm excited about Moonface Ghost. <laughs> why didn't you put? Why did you lead with that? That sounds awesome. <laughs> but Moonface uh, Ghost. But I, I think it's. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Just what are your impressions? Where do you see the show? Where do you see like? It, it's. Uh, is it weird watching a show this old and seeing the influences it had on other things? Because like. I don't think there would be like a CSI without the show, you know, like that procedural, yeah. like deep dive into these kind of weird things. Yeah. That's probably the strangest thing like to wrap my head around because like this is 40 years old, or 30 years old at this point. Yeah. Um, I think it was, so, like, it was filmed in 92 and I think the first season was 93. So it's really weird, but it's also kind of cool because like, with some of the stuff we've been watching lately, it, it's it feels very much in this realm. Like these are the the first like we're just taking a shot at this kind of thing, and like if it works, it works. And it's like obviously it worked for ten seasons, and like people wanted to come back. So there's something to it. I think the the uh, playoff the two works really well. Um, 
and I'm enjoying it immensely more than the whatever was going on with the outsider. <laughs> but, but you see where I made those comparisons, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and um, yeah, I, I'm. It's it's interesting because it goes further than I expected to, and then at that point you're like, oh, well, there's only fucking ten minutes of the episode. Like, how are they going to wrap it all up? And oh, we're not going to get close. Like, they just get oh, fucked over. Fucking <laughs> you, fuck. Get used to it, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or, you know, like, the idea of, like, in the second episode, we get definitive proof of the U.S. government using crashed UFO technology to make ships. And Mulder gets it. And it's like, nah, he can't have that yet. We got to fucking wipe his mind. We're doing fucking mind wipes and goddamn, there's never going to be answers. That's, get used yeah, to it. Shit's just yeah, like, it's so weird because, like, the, the audience itself gets the answers they need but like these two are left so in the dark that they're it, it seems like they're starting over from point a every single time and like, i think that works but it's also so strange compared to everything else that we've seen to this point like even with twin and peaks it, like you're you're go you're leaving off whatever came before but like this is like I just hear the fucking law and order bomb bomb at the end of the episode <laughs> like we're back to square one <laughs> 100%. And, like, I love the the insane leaps that just, like, everyone, you know, like, the fucking casket falls over and this goddamn weird <laughs> mutated melted body falls out. And Scully's just like, it's obviously an ape. And he's like, no, it's an extraterrestrial. This is my alien. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Uh, also, just weird random shit happening. And it's like, Oh, that's definitely coming up later in the episode, and it's never even talked about ever again. Like it might come up later in another later episode, but like when they slam on the brakes and just spray paints on on the the fucking road, and it's like eh, that might be something. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so it's so, it's, it's so strange. Like those first two episodes, it's such a uh, it's such a hodgepodge of just like alien apocrypha you know it's just like well you know there's implants in the nose and lost time and lights in the sky and abductions and genetics it's just like so much going on it's just like you just are just it's throwing also really cool like at the wall. you remember how how shows were made back then it's like they had to lean into the fucking pilot and really give everything into it or they weren't getting their season so like you see just the mess that they're making and they're like, we got some sexy scenes and we got some aliens and we got some weird fucking government shit happening. So, so Yeah, it's literally the, <laughs> the pilot literally ends with the goddamn Ark of the Covenant warehouse from Indiana Jones. You know, it's just like, here's all our alien shit we hide. Um, but I think it's a very... Uh, I mean, we'll get deeper into it as you go. Like, I think it's a very uh, prescient show, and it's also like just as accessible. And the things they're, you know, kind of, you know, you see Mulder running around as this like conspiracy theorist screaming at the sky, but it's kind of like that shit's still kind of going on. You know, like be yeah. wary of our government and how are you know what are the price for. We'll get more into in depth it's, when you go a little further it's in. also kind of f- cool to see because it's like 
back then. Like, the government was just too dumb to pull this shit off. But at this well, point, what... it's definitely corrupt enough that they're pulling all these strings. Well, see, <laughs> I, I, I think if you go back further and actually look at the time, like, where this is uh, um, a United States government that just come off of winning the Cold War. You know, this oh, is yeah. someone who ran this, you know, secret, you know, behind this the disinformation campaign and this is how we fought this against Russia and you know we came out to well, the winner however you want to look at it you know and like this is a government that would lie and hide and obfuscate these things because that's what they did in this campaign against Russia it's also kind of cool to see like the start of it they're like we're we're giving you this promotion because we want to make sure we keep tabs on this guy and like she shows up and he's like Man, you really pissed off some people to get this fucking detail because there ain't much to it. So, oh, oh, <laughs> it's like oh, these two were just like swept to the side because nobody wants to deal with their bullshit. <laughs> like it's just this idea of like Mulder is this brilliant man who is you know written like the definitive you know he's basically like Will Graham without the autism from Hannibal. You know he's this brilliant profiler and stuff, but he's just like. I want to hunt aliens. That's where my <laughs> my heart lies. And the FBI was like, yeah, but, go do that. <laughs> but, you know, and you get that uh, that great moment. God, I think it's the end of the second episode where you find out about a sister and stuff, right? That's in the second yeah, one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, like, the idea that, you know, like, there is this connection to it, right? He... He has this underlying trauma in his past, and that's what he's building for. It's not just this guy who believes in anything. It's the guy who wants to believe in these things, because if he doesn't, that means, you know, what happened to his sister, right? He, yeah, he I mean, that's, needs the unexplainable. Yeah, and I mean, that's one of the, the strings that I like so much about the 1408 is, like, it's a skeptic that doesn't want to believe but like will lean into anything he can so he can have one more moment with his daughter and like it's just that cool cool thread thread and it's like i see where we're going and i like it but i'm also very cautious because like i feel like we're gonna definitely get spooky episodes that fucking keep me up at night so the best is that (laughs) when, when it gets further along when it 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 takes the time out to satirize itself. Like the show gets really funny and, and like meta textual at times. That's some of my favorite stuff in it. Nice. Hell yeah. I'm totally on board for sure. And also, you know, Seth Green just randomly shows up. <laughs> I saw him in the credits and I was like, this is before everything he did. So it's just weird seeing him as just this long-haired hippie because I could definitely just see him playing that role nowadays. And like, yeah, I mean, it's, that's Seth Green. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's cool shit. I'm excited to get more into it. So, ah, uh, well, temper. Like, admittedly, it has, um, God, I don't know, episode seven, maybe, um. Is one of like the all time like great X Files episodes like early on, but then there's also like I said there's 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 Space Ghost and there's fucking uh, the Jersey Devil episode. It's just like just like this hot garbage, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> you guys were lucky that like <laughs> you could just like wipe some shit under the table and restart next week, you know? 
Oh man, I'm fucking looking forward to all that now. I bet just awesome. It, it's gonna be very esque, uh, like Mama or Greta, like those terrible movies that we can just make fun of, just for just because like we got a good laugh out of them. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Um, jumping from there, uh, let's talk Lock and Key. And full disclosure, I had every. I was very vehement against about going into this series. Like I realized uh, over this last weekend that the one time I picked up lock and key, I started in the middle of the goddamn series. So I was very lost and nothing made sense to me. Uh, So I went back and read volume one today and watched the first two episodes. And I got to say, I fucking love this shit. (laughs) I never understood why you like were so adamant of being like it's trash. I hate it, and I'm like, the fuck is his problem with it? And now I feel like you're the big dum dum. Yep, big big dum dum. So, um, yeah, I I totally understand why you were so against anything I had bad to say about it, and I feel bad for trashing it for probably two or three years now at this point. <laughs> But it works so well. Uh, talking about the volume one, um, I love the pace it works with. Uh, it sets up the trauma these kids have gone through very well. Um, puts the stakes in real, real issues. Um, and then you turn to the Netflix series, and it, it seems like it's kind of breakneck speed going through uh, the series. Because I think we're uh... through. Uh, it, I don't know. It, it seems like it's intermingling stuff, um, but it feels like the main storyline from the first volume is the carrier of the first season. Yeah, dude, I have not read that book in however many years it's been since it finished. Um, so I'm not sure what. Essentially, the dad dying and the guy breaking out of prison and coming for the family again. Well, yeah, but he's still in prison where you are. Um, yeah, but it seems like he's like probably going to get out the next episode. Yeah, but and, there's like, also six the... volumes. Yeah, but like, the and also no, he doesn't found the one key. He and, doesn't like... get. Okay, uh, I I have to tread because I have watched the whole series, but like, okay. he does right. You read the first volume, so no. Mm-hmm the father dying and then him getting out of prison and coming back for the key, you know, at whatever, like that happens, but that's doesn't happen to like episode seven, you know, like it, they are inter like they are taking stuff from all the books and kind of doing stuff quicker and earlier. I still think it's probably only going to be two seasons. Like, I don't know how they could do any more. I think hmm. they'll have gone through all the material after the next season, but like it, it goes through a certain, I'd say probably the first three volumes is what the first season covers in terms okay. of the main story. Right on. Uh, yeah. I got through those first two episodes and I was like, well, fuck I, I'm out of stuff. I learned from the books because like the echoes out of the, the well house and like, Duncan doesn't even live in the house, so it's it's so it's a different stage for the uh, Netflix series. But I think it's working well. Um, 
I've seen people that love the series uh, are just binging the shit out of Netflix series, and they're like, yeah, it fucking rocks. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. It. I think, you know, the characters are immediately well-drawn. You you see the the trauma and how it shaped them into where they are now. Um, I especially love the stuff they do with Kinsey. Uh, again, I don't know how far you got. Like, I haven't read the books forever, so I don't want to talk about what they do there. But uh, the stuff she goes through, I think, is super interesting. Um, I like the designs of everything. Uh, you know, it's 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 weird. It's it's a book that in a show that feels wholly familiar in what it's doing, but it's still interesting, and that's always a a hard thing to do. I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's funny because that first volume. It's more so just setting up the characters and, like, the settings and whatnot. And, like, we only get one key to play with, so we're not really leaning on the keys. And when we turn to the Netflix series, it's like, well, these keys are calling to you, so just listen for them. And he's, like, fucking just picking them out of the fucking garbage disposal and the vacuum and shit. And, like, it's cool how they're doing that. And I'm sure all that stuff's in the books, but um, it's... I understand that's how they uh, keep everybody interested in what's happening. Um, and it's also just really cool to see this whole world unfold from the story. So, yeah, I'm really, really totally on board. Uh, also, the the actual comic designs uh, mirror some of my other favorites, like Morningstar and stuff. It's got this very bold outlines for the the main things you're supposed to focus on and stuff and like the other stuff kind of gets lost in the background but with good reason no one cares about art you shut your fucking mouth (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's totally fucking awesome and i'm probably gonna read the second volume before i uh dive any further into the netflix series for sure yeah go ahead it's good um it is uh 100% 100% you know a Stephen King story in the end you know like <laughs> this generational trauma and what these kids did in the past and I don't I don't fault Joe Hill for that I mean you can only grow up with Stephen King as your dad and not take some of that in over time but uh, I think he does it really well so see and that's really surprising like <laughs> considering how much we've kind of bashed on Stephen King the last few weeks with Outsider and whatnot. Um, man, that is you. I had nothing true. to say about it's, it. It's true. It's true. Um, but I, I never really thought Joe Hill was. I always figured he was just living in his father's shadow and just didn't really matter. But like this seems like he's got his shit together, and like I'm really, really intrigued by the stage he's setting. No, and like he does. That that book's really good, and uh, Horns is really good, and his short storybook was really good and i haven't read the last couple novels he has but like you know you when your parents are writers you learn to write i imagine it's it's, he's good he's you know and there's a reason he changed his name so he's not riding on his dad's coattails even though you know it didn't take long for everyone to know it was him (laughs) that's fair i i really dug like the foreword of him like talking about because it didn't 
it didn't seem like he was Stephen King's son. He's, it seemed like he had his own merits and worthwhile to like pay attention to him rather than just because he, he's his father's son. But um, yeah, I think this world's awesome. And, and I'm so glad I gave it another shot rather than just coming in here and like, well, you tell me about it because I didn't give a damn enough to, to even give it a chance. So highly suggested yeah. checking out the comic and the, in the Netflix series for sure. Um, yeah. Really good. So you're finished with the first season then? Yeah. Okay. So we'll uh, wrap up conversation next week and I'll burn through it the rest of this week. So cool. Jumping from there to birds of prey in the emancipation of one Harley Quinn, blah, blah, blah. Um, did you like uh, it? Nope. Nope. Caveat. <laughs> they have changed the title as of two hours ago. It is now Harley Quinn. Colon birds of prey. <laughs> That's some fucking bullshit. <laughs> so did you like it? No, not at all. <laughs> well, this is going to be an interesting talk. Oh God, you I liked definitely... it, didn't you? No, but I, no, I didn't like it at all. But it's oh, cool. Really weird now, how do we seeing the? the praise that it's getting from everyone online but see now i'm back in that position where i was at this almost this time last year when i didn't like captain marvel and i'm like how do i describe why this movie's not good without sounding like a misogynist because that's all people are gonna yell at me for um i like it's it's not even that it just seems like i don't know people are 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 praising its uh, choreography and action scenes. It's like you don't have any room to breathe, and like they're just so chaotic. Like I get it, and it's what? fun, but no, Man. I'd say the um the everyone across the board is like really great in it. Yeah. Um, their characters are all just horseshit. Um, so I don't <laughs> want to live with any of them. Um, I think the action is one of the few things that has going for it. Um, uh, oh my god, I can't even remember who directed it. <laughs> um, but her first film was a martial arts film, uh, Dead Pigs. Um, she can shoot action. She brought on uh, the John Wick guy to do second unit action shooting. So like, it does have this visceral okay. feel to it. You can see everything. Uh, I think it's funny that you say there's no room to breathe within it because I didn't think the movie came alive until the action happened. Um, yeah, it was when you yeah, finally get to like... It's over so quickly you, that it's like, oh, now we're slogging and waiting for the next action scene. But that's the opposite of room to breathe. That's literally of me like... Uh, you know, because like finally when like we finally get to the police station and it's all them trying to get Cassandra and like Harley has that extended fight sequence. I was like, okay, this is fun. It, it took way too fucking long, but the movie's finally getting it. Oh no, it's done. Fuck. Yeah. It's boring again. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely hate the narrative structure of the film. Um, yeah. I, I just, it, it, there is a way you can play with, uh, temporal resonance and jumping but like it just seems like it's just oh my god it's you know you get to the point it's like 
Black Canary calls and she's like, oh no, I forgot to tell you. Let's rewind to the beginning and go through this again. And she's like, <laughs> so annoying. Yeah. Um, I have the same problem with Harley that I do with Deadpool in that, that it's a supporting character that I cannot stand for more than like 20 minutes. Like I, yeah. they don't need their own movies. I don't need it. Um, but I think the underlying theme is good. Um, I like the idea of it's, you know, all these women uh, coming out from behind the men in their lives and becoming something else. You know, they're all standing against it and, but it's just bad. <laughs> I, I just don't like, I, I, I don't, <laughs> just, I don't know. What do you it, got? It, it, it feels like the characters aren't filled out enough for me to want to care about any of them. And then 100% true. Such a huge cast that like, you just don't spend enough time with any of them to like really care. And like they lean on Harley and like, we're just expected to enjoy, like I, the, the comparison to Deadpool is probably spot on because I can get beyond Deadpool just because I know he's just going to make dick jokes half the movie and it's just going to be like just this dumb fun. Whereas Harley is like, it has to jump through more hoops because of all the society bullshit. Um, and it, and it doesn't feel like it wants to do that. It just wants to be like that Deadpool esque. Like, I just want to crack these jokes and make you laugh. And like, you should be on, I, I should be on board for that but it's the other characters that kind of get in the way of that, any of that progress being made. Um, So you're just kind of just waiting for the next action scene. It seems like Um, I feel like this movie's is going to do well because it's, it seems like it's geared towards the people that like the Joker as well. Um, It's already been declared a flop. What are you talking about? Is it really? It's, it only did 33. It's strange because, like, uh, my artist friends and everything, like, really, like, admittedly, I have a lot more DC fan friends than Marvel or even indie. So it's like, when a well, DC then, film hits, like, everybody's praising it and, like, this is what I like, this is what I hated. So if they are true DC fans, they should be pissed off. Because, listen. Listen, sir. I love me some birds of prey. I love me some birds of prey. See, that's uh, what I don't. I see. I don't know any of these characters besides Harley. So it's like I just don't see? know. Guess what? You fucked Cassandra Kane that hard that the the few subsect of like the three percent of people who maybe saw that movie who even know who that is. Not good, son. Like I, who, that who is, is like I I kept thinking it was the. Uh, Catwoman, because like she was stealing this diamond type thing. Mm-hmm. Cassandra Kane is uh, a world class assassin raised uh, in by her father, who is another great assassin, uh, entirely devoid of communication, so that she could read body language, uh, and then makes a redemptive arc and becomes Batgirl. Huh. So not the character we get in this, which is like. Why not just make it a character? The, it didn't need to be Cassandra Kane. Um, you know, and like, I think 
you don't do a Birds of Prey movie. Like, I don't know why they didn't do uh, uh, Gotham Central Sirens, why it wasn't Harley and Catwoman and Poison Ivy. Like, that fits so... You can still do yeah. the, you know, Catwoman stole a diamond from Black Mask, and that's why he's after them all. Like, you could do that much better than this, where, you know, like, I, I, I like that, you know, uh, Montoya is you know, a lesbian, but like, it's never really a focal point or drawn to. I like that, but I I don't like that. She has no real motivation outside of, I drink a lot. That's her only characterization. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Huntress is woefully misused. I think just use nothing besides her backstory of, you know, her family and why she wants it. And it's just mostly played for a punchline. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. And, you fucking give me a bird to prey and Oracle's not in it, son. You messed up. You <laughs> messed up. Uh, Barbara Gordon, who formed okay. the birds of prey, and she's the uh, she's Gordon's daughter that's in the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah I don't see, know. I, it, I, see, I like, just don't have these characters in in a frame reference. So it's like when I see them on screen, it's like, oh, that's cool. But I wish I knew that stuff going into this. So. And Black Mask seems like a cool villain, but I just don't have anything besides he cuts faces off. Or he well, it doesn't matter though, because like, because <laughs> yeah, Victor's ass. Because um, like, like I said, everyone does really good. Like, mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor seems like he's having the time of his fucking life playing this fucking like sleazeball wannabe, you know, yuppie who wants to own everything and. You know, it's mine, 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 and why are women mean to me? And he gets his comeuppance. You know, he literally gets blown up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't think... uh, I don't think the R rating behooved them at all. Like, I, you know, you cut out a few curses, and, like, this could be a PG-13, and you could open it bigger. I mean, her her snorting coke out of midair probably would detract from that. Do whatever you can get a PG thirteen for drug use. <laughs> I was um, I was surprised it didn't have PG with the way Warner throws away their throws around their money. Well, it's just it's weird that like I definitely think they were going for that Deadpool thing and yeah, whatever. It's fine, you know. I don't care if it's rated R or whatever, but I think if they're make you know they've literally changed the title of the movie because it's underperforming to their expectations. It's like it's an R-rated movie in fucking February. What did you expect? You know? But I mean, that's when Deadpool usually hits is around Valentine's Day too, so. Yeah, but they're not, Deadpool is this weird fucking anomaly. Yeah. Yeah, I totally. And also bad. I don't want to go that far because they have Juggernaut in the second one, so it's fun. No one cares. (laughs) (laughs) Um, there's, uh, uh, yeah, it was weird because, like, when I went to the theater on, I saw it Saturday night. Um, there was just like all these teenagers going in, all these kids. I was like, oh my god, it's gonna be so full. And I walked in the theater, and there was four people in the biggest I, theater uh, there. Before I hit the uh, record button tonight, I saw my buddy Kirk on Twitter. He's like, "Boom!" Just sat down for Birds of Prey and IMAX, and I'm the only person in the theater. I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> like. I went, um, I went and saw the rhythm section before that, and there was more people at that, and that was in the back theater, like number sixteen, and like it was like half full. And then I went to the biggest theater, 
for bird spray and there was four other people in there at seven o'clock on a saturday i was like that's crazy this is not good how was the rhythm section um it is a competent kind of uh spy james bondy governmental thing um told through like an indie feel that makes sense uh should i see it so we can discuss it a little bit more in depth uh yeah I, it's probably worth watching i don't know it's worth paying money for um <laughs> it, it's got some really cool things that i don't that i think are kind of unconventional choices it, it's a conventional story shot in an unconventional way at times i think that's interesting uh right. like there is a there's a really cool car chase sequence where the camera is locked in the passenger seat. So you're either watching a side profile of her face and out the side or a first person pro shot out the windshield or out the back of the person chasing it. It, it has this real visceral feel to it that nice. I don't think people would shoot that way. Nice. Um, well, we'll, put sto- a, we'll, we'll put a pin on it and if it comes close or if I'm able to check it out, I will. Yeah. But it, I mean, in the end, it's just like, it, it's a, perfunctory story you know where it's going and what they're gonna do but i don't know jude law is really good in it and sterling k brown's really good in it and oh you uh, said my man i gotta see it now (laughs) um what's uh what's her face i can't even remember her name yeah yeah oh what's her face i remember her oh what's her face yeah (laughs) ryan uh blake lively uh she's weirdly become a like between this and uh uh, a simple favor last year and a few other things like she's definitely kind of shrugged off that I'm a terrible TV actress thing huh interesting yeah I didn't much care for a simple favor but yeah well she's great in that movie she is I didn't care for the movie itself oh that's <laughs> so uh, Birds of Prey is kind of it's a it's a mixed bag, so I'm sure if you like Harley, you're gonna see it. So, but I don't know. It's definitely go see it because like a lot of people were like, I thought it was gonna suck, and I really liked it. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I think the movie is wholly what the trailers were, and I thought the trailers were butt. So it's fair. I I don't see the trailers, or I would. I I was just hung up on the fucking title of the movie because it was just a, just a mouthful. It's like. Why? Just make a Harley and just call it a Harley movie. And that would be a great just like tacking the birds of prey on the end when they actually form up. So, I don't know. It's strange. Did you stay for the after credits? No, because I knew it was just a stupid voiceover and I walked out. I don't have time for that shit anymore. I have not (laughs) been to... I don't think I've been to a Marvel movie since uh the first Avengers movie that I didn't know what the after credit scene was going into it and whether I should stay or not. <laughs> you know, that's fair. Fair. So that's this week. Uh, what do we got next week then? I don't know. I didn't know we were recording tonight, so I didn't. Uh, true. You get caught up on all this stuff because I am busy this weekend, so I'm not sure I'll be able to see such things as Sonic and whatever else opens oh, this Oh, fuck weekend. yeah. Sonic's totally the one. 
Uh, so next week's going to be X-Files, uh, Lock and Key. We're going to wrap up the series, and then we'll see Sonic, probably maybe something else. So hopefully Paris comes up. So. Man, I wasn't fucking joking. I, I, I am busy. I'm pulling yeah, at you. But you don't have to worry about Lock and Key. You maybe have to watch, what, four episodes of X-Files? I don't know. We'll see what we get to. Sonic and possibly something else. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is I work this weekend until Sunday, and then I'm going to Minneapolis. So. Oh, what are you going to Minneapolis for? No, that's – listen, go see that stuff. We'll talk about it all tomorrow or next week as we dive further down the X-Files hole, finish up Lock and Key, and talk about Sonic. So peace, love, pineapple, all that good stuff. Let it.